good to be here with you all this morning. My husband's over at, where is he? Warner. That's where he is. But then he's going to Morayfield. I was going, how do you say that, Morayfield? So he's over there and then he's at, back to Warner tonight. So if you wanted to come out tonight, he'll be preaching. He's very prophetic. So if you want to come and get a word, <laughs> he will be giving words and just praying and prophesying and just Letting God do what he needs to do in this great house. This is a great congregation. This is a great place to live. Do you enjoy? You live all in Redcliffe. Funny thing is, I was on the fly and I had a lady sit next to me and she said, I'm from Redcliffe. I went, oh, there you go. I said, I'm going there. So I had a little chat with her and uh, she was coming from cold Melbourne. She said, I couldn't. She goes, I was over there training because she's going to Kathmandu to do a hike. So she went to Melbourne to do this training because she had to be in the cold weather. So, and I went, good on you. So she's off with a friend off to Kathmandu to do some trek or whatever. Um, but, yeah, so I'm just going to share with you today just from my heart and just just where God has taken me on my journey of um, just some areas that I feel that I want to just be able to speak with you that God has helped me with and um, for me about maybe I've got three kids three beautiful kids my daughter's turning 25 actually on Thursday and I've got a 22 year old son and an 18 year old son and my 18 year old son is the strongest one in our house he's like he fights everyone it's like I don't know it's the baby because my two older ones think that I baby him which I don't think I do. I actually don't believe them. They go, Mum, you let him get away with everything. So the other two actually gang up on him. So what it's done is actually made him just really strong. So he will not let anyone, like, tear him down. He just gives it back to them. So he's a, he's a great kid and he's six foot three and really skinny. He's like, he's, yeah, he's like a size 30. The men know that. Size 30. He's very small. So, uh, but he's just a fun kid to be around. He's got this curly hair and just, yeah, full-on kid. But my kids are great kids. And But I went on a journey with my oldest. When she was 15, she got into a relationship that we just did not agree with. And um, she was – this young boy came into our youth group at the time and he just zoned in on her. And uh, and she just just got I don't know overwhelmed by him, and he just pursued her and just wouldn't back down. And we as parents, and a lot of you would know this, as parents, we're like, no, this guy is not for you. And um, she went through this three years, but it it was hell in my home, if I could say that to you. Because she was determined that she was going to date this boy. And um, she like, she's like, no. Oh, we would say, he's not right. Even my mum, who is a great woman of God, she would say, Alessandra, he is not for you. He's not a good boy. So she went on this journey of three years. And honestly, every time he would come into our home, there would just be this presence that, just was not right and we would tell her, she said, I don't understand why you're saying he's not right for me. 
We're like, no, he's not. He's actually not right for you. So we went through this, but he he just was a narcissist and controlled her. We had no control over her in the end. Um, he was basically telling her what to tell us. And um, he, she just, just, he totally controlled her. And at that age, 15 to 18, she was very young and had no idea what she was doing and just did some really stupid things. That's all I can say. She really did some really dumb things. And um, I mean, we laugh about it now because she's just come so the other way now. And, um, but she went on this and, you know, as parents, we just prayed and we were just fighting against the enemy. And our house had no peace in it. And, you know, here we are pastors, and this is me being super honest with you, here we are pastors and we're, you know, up on the pulpit and we're preaching about, oh, God, you know, he can give you breakthrough. But we weren't having breakthrough in our own home. And here we are preaching and, you know, just saying, God, you've got to get us through this. And we were in turmoil, both Matt and myself, with this whole situation. But, you know, we stood in faith. And sometimes I would stand on the stage and I would sometimes not even believe what I was saying, but I would go, this is a faith step. I'm believing that I'm going to get breakthrough. I'm believing that she's going to turn around. I'm believing that God is going to do something supernatural in her life. And I prayed that continually and I stated that and I made continual statements over her you know and I would go into her room and I would pray over her bed I would just lay sometimes in her bedroom and lay on her bed when she wasn't there in the day and I would just soak that room in God's presence I would soak that room in prayer and I prayed continually over her and it took three years for us to get a breakthrough and you know she they broke up because it just again it was just a silly relationship but she went into such a spiral because this guy controlled her and she now didn't have this guy propping her up and helping her that she just actually went a bit wild and uh, she had some silly school friends and she just went through a really bad time but you know in the middle of that we had a friend of ours from Sydney call us and say to us, I've been praying for Alessandra. Now, this person had no idea what was going on with her. But he said, I'm, I'm praying for her. But I feel we've got an internship program in our church. And we would like to invite her to come and do it. We're like, okay. Okay, God. So, we talked to her and we, we said to him, we don't think she'll do it. There is no way she would do it because just the state of mind that she was in, she was so far away from God in her own self that we just were like, we don't know if she'll do this. And she came out of year 12 and she didn't want to go and study because she wasn't in a good place. And she was just like, I don't know what I want to do. I'm not sure. But this pastor, he called her and he invited her. And she said to him, oh, I don't think so. I don't think that's for me. And uh, but she talked with us and we just said to her, okay, you work it out. We went away on holidays and we came up here to Queensland because we love coming up to Queensland and we were on the Gold Coast staying in Southport. And I still remember to this day we were praying, Matt and myself were just praying over her and she was with us and doing her own thing. And 
God just spoke to her. And she came into where we were and she goes, I feel like it's right for me to go to Sydney. We're like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This is so good. But um, with her, she had to go on her own journey. So she, we sent her to Sydney at 18 and the, it, was, it was great. God was good. She lived with a woman detective. God knew what he was doing because she was still a rebel. And she, we were like, oh, is this right to send her? Because we had people in our church say to us, don't send her, it's so wrong. Because she's just going to go even more wild when she gets there because she's got no one to control her there. But it was God knew. He put her in this home with this woman who was a detective who kept a close eye on her and watched her and would just let us know what was going on. And we're like, oh, thank you, Jesus. But, you know, she lived with this woman for six months. And, you know, God did a miracle in her life. God started to shift things in her life. And God started to speak to her. And she stayed in Sydney for 18 months. And we, she actually said to us, Mum, I love it here so much that I'm not coming home. I'm going to live in Sydney. She made some great girlfriends in the church there. God just... She just did a miracle in her life. He was just amazing with what he did. And, you know, by the time she left, she was worship leading in the church there. And, and it was just like, wow. You know, God knew what he was doing. But what I wanted to share with you through this was that it was not, not easy in the time because there was no peace in my home. There was not an ounce of peace. She would argue with us over everything. You know, we would tell her the, the wall was red and she would tell us, no, it's not, it's blue. She would just do the opposite to everything we would say. And there was so much turmoil that we were going through. And in myself, there was just, there was not a peace in my heart. And um, I had to walk this journey on my own. And, you know, there were many times, you know, there, I, if you understand, I just had this anxiety that came over me that I just... I would go to the chemist and say, can you give me something to help me with anxiety? But I don't want anything, uh, I want everything natural. So they'd be giving me melatonin and they'd be giving me um, all these different um, natural remedies because I'm not really into a lot of um, just synthetic stuff. But I wanted just, I wanted the natural. And I'm taking all these tablets at night before I was going to bed. And I'm going, none of this works. No, nothing was working because I carried this anxiety because she would leave our home and sometimes we wouldn't even know if she'd come back that night. And she wouldn't tell us where she was going. And you know the one of the best things we did, which I can tell you, she knows this now, but we had Find Your Phone and we had her connected to our phones so we always knew where she was. And she, she's like, she said, how did you know I was there? Oh, the Lord spoke to us. <laughs> no, we, we'd stir her up. And she knows now. She knows now that, no, mum and dad. So, but she was always at her girlfriend's places. But, you know, there were times that we didn't know where she was and she wouldn't come home and she wouldn't tell us. So, as a mum, my heart was broken because I just had this, there was not this peace that I was carrying in my heart. And I had to go through this time where I had to go, Lord, I've got to seek you through this. 
And I've got to find you for myself through this. And, you know, God led me to so many scriptures on peace. And I want to just share some of them with you today. That These are some of the uh, scriptures that helped me. But it was God. I had to make God again. It was like I had a, a new revelation of him for myself again. Especially for my children. Because, you know, as parents, we want to hang on to our children. We want to not control them, but we, you know, we're here to tell them what to do. And we, sometimes we forget to release them to God. And I had to actually release her to God. And so I went on this journey. And um, the first scripture I, I read was in First uh, Corinthians 14.33. And it says, For God is not a God of confusion and disorder, but of peace and order. And I had to continually say that to myself, that he wasn't a God of confusion. There was, yes, confusion in my home. But he was a God of order. There was a lot of disorder in my home, but he had to bring order into my home. And he was continually doing that. And, you know, the enemy will come to bring confusion. He always brings confusion to us and he tries to rip us off. He tries to rob us continually to just continually have confusion over us. But God comes to bring us peace and he wants to come and bring us this order in our lives. And, you know, in Colossians 3.15 it says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Continually be thankful. You know, Paul speaks in here in Colossians and uh, he's sharing and he's teaching because in Colossians, the, the church there, there was a lot of um, just false teaching in the church at the time and he had to teach them that you know it's not about false teaching it's about finding peace for yourselves it's about finding Christ for yourself because you know as people we get on our own journeys and we go on our own walk and sometimes we we forget God he's back here and you're running here but you know what that's what Paul was saying in in here in the Colossians he's saying don't hang on to your own stuff He's saying, hang on to God, hang on to him because he's, he should be the centre of your life. Christ should be everything to you. And, you know, through that, he was, you know, God is the centre. He is the centre. And again, from even myself, I had to find God for myself. And, you know, even I would spend those hours in my daughter's room praying over her room but again, that was my time where I had devotions in her room and I was continually bathing that room in prayer. But I was bathing myself in prayer and I was actually going, God, get me through this. And, you know, my husband, he's such a faith man. He's going, come on, get over this. God's going to get her through this. This is my husband. going, I, And I'd go, yes, I know that. I know that it was, it was there, but it wasn't here. It wasn't in my heart. And I could, like, I'm going, yes, it's there. I know he's going to get her through, but God, oh, this is such a struggle. This is such a fight. And, you know, I fought through this and, you know, I walked this journey on my own and I had to do it on my own. I couldn't rely on anyone else. God had to take me on this journey on my own. And um, God wants to do that for you as well. You know, for you, maybe you're going through your own situations. 
and it's probably so different to mine, but there is stuff that is going on in your lives. God wants to bring you peace today. He wants to bring you joy today. He wants to just walk with you closely today. And, you know, I just want to read that scripture again out of Colossians 3.15. And it says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Now, the word rule in that, in that verse means to umpire. And that word means to umpire. And, you know, for me now... As you know, Melbourne, we had this crazy lockdown. We had so many lockdowns that we lost count of how many lockdowns we had for the two years. And we've come out of it. Look, some people have come out of it worse than others. But we've come out. And we're going on and and God is just doing some great things in our churches right across Melbourne. But in right at the beginning of lockdown, my nephew moved in he moved from Adelaide coming to be in our church and he was um, 23 at the time and he was he lived with a, with us he was meant to live with us for one week and then move into the new place that he was going to he ended up moving in and staying with us for like 18 months so there was like six uh, six of us in this house all adults in our home and he he was in our study and he's such an avid AFL uh, supporter. He's a Port Power supporter. I know that AFL is not big here in, in Queensland, is it? But over in Victoria, it is crazy. Everyone loves it. So I got into it. So funny. I got into watching the football with him. And, you know, he yells at the screen and, you know, carries on. But the thing, one thing that I did learn was about the umpire. And so he, because he'd get really mad at the umpires. He's like, that stupid idiot. And I'm like, okay, James. <laughs> and I go, James, just low. And he would yell at the screen and always blame, it's always the umpire's fault. It's never the player's fault. The reason they lost because the umpire, he, he favoured the other team. This is what he would say to me. But the umpire, I was reading and looking it up. And the umpire, what he does in the football game is he controls the match, which is so true, and encourages the players. Did you know that? He encourages the players. They tap them and they encourage them to move on or they tell them off or whatever they need to do with them. But the umpire is responsible for enforcing on-the-field rules and rendering decision. And, you know, that's what our God is. He's here to enforce rules. And he's here as the umpire, to get us through our situations. You know, peace rules in our hearts. Peace is directing us. Peace is continually pushing us forward. That's what I found for me. I had to find peace for myself. And again, I had to rely on God to be the umpire. I had to rely on God because he rules over everything. Our God rules over every situation, every, every thought that we go through, every negative thought, every um, sad thought. He rules over it all. Our God directs us. He takes us on a path. He takes us on a journey. He walks with us continually. He's leading us. He's, he's 
directing us and he he's just there for us continually and it's his responsibility to get us through not our responsibility it is his responsibility to get us through and we have to rely on him for it all and you know as I said you know for us in Melbourne it was a crazy time but again we walked that journey but we never looked back never lost sight of who Christ was through our time you know for us we had to go online we had to learn how to do all these things we've had to learn so many new skills I never knew that we had to learn as pastors Um, you know some one of the hardest things I would say was that there was a time there where we were not allowed to come out of our 5Ks. And that was one of the hardest things for me because I love our people in our church and I love connecting with them and getting together with them and catching up with all the women. And it was such a hard time because we were not allowed out of those 5Ks. So what I did in that time was I found women in my little area to go walking with. I started walking a lot. I walked about three or four times a day just to catch up with different women and I was only allowed to catch up with them for one hour, each person. It's really dumb. It was such a dumb rule because no one knew. There was not like the police were out watching me walking. I could have walked with the same person for four hours and no one would have known. But we had to, you know, stick by the rules and um, that was just one of the things. So, it was a difficult time, but again, I found ways to get out. I found ways to to just get out and help other people because, again, it wasn't about me. And, you know, even with my daughter, it wasn't about me. It was, her, it was about her and her finding God for herself. You know, in John 14, 27, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Because that's the most important thing. Do not be afraid. Hang on to God because he wants to give you peace. Peace I leave with you. You know, maybe at the moment you are going through some stuff in your home. Why don't you get in your home and pray peace over your home, every corner of your home. Walk around. Walk around it. Every room in your home, walk around and declare peace. Maybe you're struggling with just some mental illness or or just struggling with your own self-worth. Walk around your home and declare peace, even over your mind, over your thoughts, over every part of your life. Continually ask for peace to be in your home. You know, that's what I had to do. I had to do that daily and I had to hang on God's promise because I knew that if I didn't, it was going to be a disaster. I hung on his word. And I know for some of you, maybe there is a promise that you're still waiting for God to get you through. Maybe you're praying and believing for your kids to walk with God and they haven't yet. Hang on to that promise because he will, he will make it happen. It will happen. You know, for me, my daughter, yes, she went through that for three years, which is not really that long. For some of you, maybe you've been struggling for a lot longer than me and you've gone through different things with your kids and there's no peace. Maybe there's no relationship. Maybe your kids don't want to know you. 
But I pray that today God will give you peace, that you know that he will walk closely with you and that promise will come to pass. It will happen because God wants to give you that peace. He wants to leave that peace with you continually. In Philippians 4, 7, it says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. He will guard your heart. He's there to be the guard around what you're going through. He's there to bring that peace to you continually because his peace is there for you no matter what, no matter what. And I know I keep saying that and keep, because I sense that God wants to bring peace to some of you in this room today. I really sense it in the Holy Spirit. And, you know, for yourselves, you know, we've all been through two years of craziness. And, you know, for some it's probably been worse for you than others. And maybe COVID just brought this real fear to you. Because I know in, you know, for us in Melbourne, we've got, you know, maybe 70% of our people have come back into church. The other 30% are still online watching because they have a fear. They, because in Melbourne there was so much, we heard from Dan, the man, every day, just saying things that were just not right, that it actually gripped people with fear. And we have got about 30% of our congregation that are still at home watching us online. They hardly go out. And even there, some of our women, on, on, um, they go to a connect, but it's on Zoom because we can't run some of our connect groups back in homes because we have got people who are still very fearful. And even there, like, that's why I'm saying maybe that's, for some of you here, maybe there is still a fear that you're carrying. But can I encourage you? Get into the word of God. Get with him. Find scripture. Pray it over yourselves continually. You know, some of the areas that even for me when I was going through this time was that I had to memorize scripture. I had to just read it and I had to just declare it into the atmosphere. Declare it continually. And can I encourage you, declare it into the atmosphere. Believe it because it will come to pass. Ask God each day to give you forgiveness as well, to bring forgiveness to your thought process. Again, because my thoughts were not great when it came to my daughter. And I had to say, God, forgive me for the way I'm thinking. I'm not trusting you on this. I'm not believing that you're going to get her through this. Forgive me for what I'm doing and what I'm saying. And I did say some silly things then. And, you know, but God wants to encourage you. If you're going through that yourself, ask for his forgiveness. You know, for me, one of the greatest things that I could do even in that time, and even in our COVID time, we have this uh, in my bedroom. I've got this big window and it overlooks... We've got a beautiful view where we live. When we bought this house, the reason we bought it was for the view. And we have a cherry blossom tree just outside uh, my room. It's a weeping cherry blossom. And, you know, I would sit there and do my devotions and I still do it now. But in the early days, I had these two beautiful lovebirds. I don't even know what they were. But they're beautiful birds that I would sit and watch them sit at the top of this cherry blossom tree and it was like God was reminding me of, of what he's created. 
and the beauty he's created in our world. Not to always look at the negative, but to look to his beauty because he's created so much beautiful. And like with these birds, I would sit there and just look at them and they would just sit and one would, maybe it was the female, I'm not really sure, she would be cleaning up the maybe the male's feathers. She was like pecking at him. I'm not really sure which way it goes, male or female, but couldn't tell. But it was like she was cleaning him up. It was so cute to just watch. But that's what God wants to do with us. He wants to clean us up sometimes of our negative thoughts, of our craziness that we go through. And he wants to encourage us continually that he is there. He is there. And we need to look at his creation. Look at the beautiful things that he has created. And, you know, also to be thankful. Yep. Even through the negatives, to be thankful. Even for what you're going through, be thankful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I continually thank God for who he was and his greatness and how he was going to get me through this. And in Philippians 4, 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to him. So present your request to him and be thankful in every situation. Don't hang on. Don't be anxious because he will get you through. He will walk you through the journey. In Colossians 3.16 it says, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And in verse 17 it says, And whatever you do, whether, wherever, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to the Father through him. Through him. Giving thanks to him continually. Thank him. And it's interesting, it says in verse 16, you know, wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs. That was something else I did continually. I had worship music on in my car, in my AirPods, in my just continually listen to worship continually allowed God to teach me through his word and through his his songs. And there was just some great songs at the time that I would continually listen to. And God took me through, like I said, my own journey. And yes, my daughter is 20, nearly 25. And that was a, a while ago now. And, you know, she's walking a, a great journey now in God. And she's moved back to to Melbourne and she came back home and, you know, she's living with us again. And I've just watched her go on her own journey. And God has just totally turned her around. And that, but what I, why I'm saying that is because maybe that's what God wants to do with you. Turn some situations around. Take you through this journey and turn turn from that situation and go, you know what, I'm going to take you through this. And God will give you those promises. He will continue to encourage you. He will continue to walk with you on this journey. He's here today in this room. And, you know, I can say that for my daughter, that she's doing really well. And, uh, 
she's even gotten to the point where she even to like she's dating someone now even before she dated this person she really had to make sure that he was the total opposite to what she'd had and um and you know she actually the great thing was she got our advice thank you jesus <laughs> because you know for a time there she did not want to listen to us at all and, you know, she got our advice. She went to leadership in our church and asked their advice. What do you think? What do you think? To being this rebellious kid to now she's t- nearly 25 to going, she's a woman and an adult. And now she's going, you know what, I want to take something seriously and I, I want to ask and get advice. And maybe sometimes that's what you, we all have to do is get advice. Don't do this journey on your own. Do it. Get advice and say, how do I get through this? You know, even when she lived in Sydney, she had this woman that she worked for who she nannied for. She had two kids. And this woman helped her through some of the stuff, some of the hurts and got her some counselling and helped her because she was so hurt and broken. And again, God took her through. And that's where God wants to take us. Sometimes we need to find someone to help us. Yes, God will help us, but sometimes in the practical, we need to find someone who will help us with uh, giving us the right keys on how to not carry the anxiety, how to not carry the fear, how to not carry um, the burden. And they give you tools to do that. And, you know, she had to do that as well. Even myself, I had to do that to go, how do I deal with this? Yes, God, you've taken me through and I'm reading your scriptures and I'm believing and you've promised me so much and but there is a time sometimes you need to get advice from others but this morning I want to pray for you and um, I just want to trust that God is going to do something great in your in your lives today Um, you know again with me I used to do exercise once (laughs) upon a time Uh, and I got a personal trainer and he was such a good trainer. And I did used to see him once a week. You know, something that he taught me was that exercise is all about building your core. It's all about building this core because that's what makes you strong. And that's what helps you with those exercises. And uh, he would always say to me, he'd get me down doing a plank. And he'd say, okay, breathe in, hold your core, hold your core. And I'm like, I can't hold my core. I can't do this. He would do this continually to me. And I hated planks, but I would do them. And different exercises he would get me to do. Hold your core, hold your core. We have a spiritual core. We have a spiritual core. And you know what God is telling you? Hold it in, hold it in. Control it, control it. He wants us to control our emotions, control our fears, control our our, uh, thought process. And he is saying to you, come on, control, control. Even when you're praying, he's telling you to control. And you know he, what, what he is asking you to do and how you get that spiritual core strong is through his word, is through prayer and through focusing on him. That's how you build up that spiritual core. And he's there as your personal trainer to get you through this. He's there to build that core up again. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe your core is weak at the moment. 
but he's encouraging you to focus in on him again. Get back to the word again. Get back to prayer again. Maybe for some, maybe you're not praying as much. Can I encourage you to pray again? Believe again. Don't hang on to the negative, but believe that God will get you through. Thank you for listening.